Yo, yo, what's up, guys? And here we are yet again with another episode of Boots and Engines with me, Julian De Silva. So, guys, as I was talking about the previous episode, it was on Sheffield United's disallowed goal. But now, here we are for the best one yet. I mean, <laughs> for me, yeah. I mean, yes, sucks to be the fan, the fan of the club that I'm going to be talking about and... I feel sorry for all my friends out there. I mean, not sorry, not sorry, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. But you know, Arsenal's double trouble. Whoa, what a start, guys. What a start. Who would have thought this would happen? Uh, I sound so excited, but you know, I feel so sad for them. But at the same time, it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, whatever, but uh, <laughs> all right. But straight to the point, you know, guys, um, Yes, Arsenal played uh, Man City on the first day as well, right after the uh, game of Sheffield United against Aston Villa. Now, um, obviously the game ended 3-0 as we knew about it. And, I mean, you know, let's, going into the game, I was having some hopes, um, jokes aside, I was having hopes for um, Arsenal, you know, you know, as a United fan, we hit Man City, obviously, and I, I was hoping that Arsenal were doing well because, like, looking at the first ten to fifteen minutes, Arsenal were pressing up here and there. You know, they were pushing up quite high, and it was like literally there was space created, like around the flanks with uh, Nikita. Nikita was doing pretty well, and then you had uh, Aubameyang. You know, so I was like hoping for goals, like yes, yes, yes. You know, it's like the ball was pushing forward on the flanks and players were pushing up and it was, it was going well but like what the hell you know Arsenal didn't score I was upset you know I was like you know thinking Arsenal will score and then and then here we have uh, what's his name yep and then we have Rhyme Sterling scoring the first goal what a goal that was that was a pretty interesting goal to begin with I but you know bef- dating back before that unfortunately you know to add to the injury scares that they have, first you have Granit Saka going off, and so did Pablo Mari. So that was pretty upsetting to see. I mean, it's an unfortunate start, you know. Um, you know, this comes about of fitness again, as you know, as we speak. This really shows how, how you know, the, the break has been so long that players' fitness levels have been affected tremendously and they had less than a month to prepare before the Premier League was going to start again. So this clearly showed that some Arsenal players weren't really fit as we expected looking at the injuries that happened and the fact that it all happened within the first half which is pretty upsetting you know and then and then who decides to come on we have David Luiz. So, yeah, David Luiz comes on. And, yeah, you know, David Luiz does David Luiz, you know. And, you know, obviously, uh, he came on and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where to start. But, you know, I always thought, oh, cool, David Luiz comes on, you know. But, you know, as we all know, David Luiz hasn't been performing at his best um, lately, you know. And, 
you know, there he goes with his slight tacklings and his uh, infamous um, loss of the ball and how he gave away the ball so easily and conceded the goals, you know. So, you know, big, big woe to David Luiz. I'm, I'm sure you asked all my, my, all my aunt's Arsenal friends were pretty pissed. That's what I know. You know, it, it, it is pretty frustrating. I mean, the fact that David Luiz never learned from his past. We've seen him do this many times. We all know, you know, he, he's, played, he's played in Chelsea and PSG. We've seen how this guy plays. And now I understand why uh, Chelsea was in a happy year left. And he was, without a doubt, desperate for a club. And uh, Arsenal picked him up straight away because they were looking for a defender as well as they also have um, problems with Mustafi. I mean, where do we start with Mustafi? But, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he just didn't... Um, he <laughs> he just added to their problems, you know, and he ended up getting sent off. So that was so fucked up, to be honest. Like, you're put on to do a duty. You're not meant to make things worse. Like, the fact that he put out... And David Luiz is a pretty rough player. Let's, let's not forget, he is a rough player. So the fact that he put out a tackle like that and got himself a red card. And Man City ended up winning 3-0. So, what the hell? You know, I was really hoping that Arsenal would win. But, ah, no, 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 no. But, and then we look at the second half. I mean, let's not forget, Man City are a pretty, pretty strong team. They are really strong no matter who you put in. You don't, and now, <laughs> let's be real, now they don't even need Aguero to have a solid striker because Gabriel Jesus is on fire. Like, he performs really well. Let's not deny that. He's been starting a lot of the games and surprisingly, Aguero has been on the bench. Well, that's unfortunate for all FPL users, including me, because we have so much faith in Sergio Kun Aguero, but, you know, he feels to start. And Pep Guardiola never fixes the same side for every single game. Let's face it, he does not I mean, let's, let's be honest, Pep Guardiola doesn't um, favour any players personally or as an individual because he really changes them around. You see, in the game against Arsenal, he had, uh, he had Bernardo Silva, he had um, Gabriel Jesus, he had Kevin De Bruyne, he had, uh, who else? Shit. Yep, he had uh, Benjamin Mendy and then he had... Uh, Eric Garcia, yep. Oh, that was also another unfortunate news about him. That was a bad collision, you know. So he had all these players on. And with the Burnley game, you know, um, Aguero came on. I mean, Aguero started instead. And, um, you know, Kevin De Bruyne started as well. So you see, he, all the, he rotates all those good plays. He doesn't fix them on. So it's also really hard to tell who's going to play. But despite that, they still perform so well. And that's the, that's the beauty of Man City, you know. That's why, as much as I dislike the club, it is a joy to watch them play as well as how they tormented and destroyed Arsenal into pieces, which was quite unfortunate to see. But that's football and that's life. And looking uh, deeper and towards the second half of the game, toward hitting towards the last 10 minutes, Edison decides to go full-on charge on his own defender and knock him out cold like some UFC fighting match. So that was, oof, that was quite a hit. I mean, looking how he, his knee, was it his arm? 
yeah, I just knocked him cold and he just fell flat. I was like, whoa, that was scary. I mean, um, some of you, if you guys remember, he did he did the something similar to Sadio Mane and knocked him out as well. So that was um, unfortunate. But news, good news is that um, Eric Garcia, I think he has been discharged from hospital, if I'm not mistaken. So he's doing better. So that's good news to hear. But... Uh, Unfortunately for Arsenal, their injury woes doesn't seem woes seem not you know it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So, looking at the Brighton game, which Arsenal lost again, another game unfortunately, and they practically lost one of their best players due to injury, and who other than that was Bernd Leno, and it was a pretty scary injury though. I mean the fact that after Neil Mope had knocked him, he was screaming he was actually screaming like you could hear me it was so loud it was like wow what the hell is going on you know and it seemed to be a serious looking knee injury and he wasn't um i mean obviously players would go and apologize for making the mistake they had done if a player had done a mistake you know and sometimes people make up but obviously um leno was thoroughly pissed if you saw him if some of you watched the game and you saw him being brought up the stretcher he was aggressively pointing and shouting out at Neil Mopé for accusing him of purposely knocking him down. So that's the big controversy because even now um, Graham Potter, the Brighton boss, has got um, involved in this and he's defending the fighter, defense fighter over burn Leno injury. Like, you know, like, so who's the fighter now? Like, like well, what what's going on, you know? And in and Arsenal players weren't weren't uh, um, happy about it and the fact that <laughs> Neil Mopé ended up scoring in the ninetieth minute, the practically the last kick of the game was added more uh, more controversial to it as you know, the fact that um he I mean Neil Mopé personally said that, you know, um Arsenal players deserved it because they weren't acting maturely and they were not behaving themselves so he said you know kudos to you guys you deserve this loss um you know he talked about how uh, he stated after the match that how arsenal players needed to learn humility and um you know it, it, he's not wrong in a way but um the fact that he spoke out about it and you know graham potter after hearing what he said and uh, pointing out on um on Neil Mopé's situation, he did say that he is a type of character which is not shy to say what he thinks. He is a fighter and he fights for the team and fights for the club, which is a, a good player, you know, that's that's a really good player who stands out. You know, you are not only thinking about yourself, but you're thinking about everyone else as well. But the real controversy was, did he do that to burn Leno on purpose or was it by accident? Because Clearly, everyone else is saying that he did it on purpose, but obviously Brighton people or other fans would have been saying that it's pos- possibly just a mistake, but we wouldn't know. And, you know, it's it's pretty controversial. I mean, looking how they all, they all fought, you know, they all were fighting and tempers were flaring here and there at the, at the end of the game, in fact, even till the very end. So it's pretty disappointing, I mean, looking at how the how it ended up because looking at the uh, highlights of the game as for the injury of Leno we saw that Mopi nudged into the goalkeeper who he landed he then landed 
awkwardly onto the ground, which then led to his knee having a, you know, I'm not sure if it's a dislocated knee or, you know, he hurt his knee badly. And um, even Potter said, you know, things like this happen. It's an incident that is unfortunate and um, can happen on the football pitch anytime. It's an incautious coming together, you know. Um, things things like this do happen, but, you know, the fact that he kept on blaming Nul Mope, I was a bit confused. Uh, you know, but, you know, let's see how this thing gets sorted out. But either way, uh, Arsenal, two games back-to-back lose in the first week. What's happening to them? Um, you know, so much praise and people were so excited for Mikel Arteta to come in and they paid a lot of money for him to come in as well. They considered a pretty big signing for a manager, you know, after they sacked Unai Emery. So, but, you know, Arsenal fans, is he really proving his point? Is Mikel Arteta actually the right man? I mean, everyone really wanted to come back and was happy because as everyone says the it's you know it's most suitable for a club legend to come back and coach the club because they know what's best for the club and they know the club inside out same goes with how united ended up with oligana Solskjaer and chelsea ended up with frank lampard i mean the reasonings would have been different but the mentality of that you know of that thought is there you know so but does that apply to Mikel Arteta as well? I mean, he did spend five years or so at the club, five to six years, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, looking at the fact that they are losing again and they're losing, and, and they're getting off track in a way, like, what's, what's going to happen? What is their recovery mode? What is their plan B? What does Mikel Arteta have in mind? I mean, they are looking pretty active in the transfer market as well, looking at uh, the number of rumours that um, the players they're willing to sign and considering and some of the loans which they are looking to make permanent especially with uh, Danny Cabello and Pablo Mari so that would be pretty good signings if it does come through because for instance Pablo Mari is a pretty good defender seeing him in some of the games playing and oh don't not to forget Cedric Suarez yeah they signed him on loan and he hasn't played a single game due to his injuries so uh, well, that that was that's pretty unusual. You've never seen I've never seen anything like that. So I do hope he actually gets to play a game before the season even ends. But talking about Dani Cabello, he he's a good. I mean, yes, we all know he came from Real Madrid, and he is a pretty talented player as well. He did do pretty well in the Man City game, actually. I would say watching um, how he would fend bus players and. And you know his dribbling is good, and he has good, he has good passing as well. Let's not forget that. And I think he would be a pretty prominent role to the Arsenal squad. I mean, he seems to me a bit of a he, he gives me a bit of a Aaron Ramsey vibe. I mean, we all see, we all saw how Aaron Ramsey used to play. He used to give those two passes, those good balls. You know, he was that good central midfielder that Arsenal had, and unfortunately sold off to Juventus, which. He is not doing pretty well, sadly, over there. But yeah, it's it will be good to see. I mean, hoping uh, to see what um, Arsenal will be looking to do in the coming weeks or so and how they're going to revamp the whole squad, you know, or how they're going to change their playing style as well. So that's going to be an interesting fact to see what Arsenal, you know, I mean, Arsenal had their ups and downs, so did Man United, but... 
I didn't expect Arsenal to go down like this. You know, that's that's not Arsenal. That's not the Arsenal I know, or the Arsenal that some of my friends knew, and some of the you know the team that I grew up watching. I grew up. I mean, we we also Arsenal how they were back then. You know, so it's sad to see how things have come under the circumstances. You know, but you know, as we all hope and wish for the best for the club and. Um, definitely, it's going to be a lot of activity in the transfer window, so that's going to be another exciting thing to look out for. So, definitely worth staying tuned for that. So that's practically all we have to. I'm going to be highlighting today. I hope it was an interesting episode as well. And you know, looking at the Premier League, having a few games left, it's definitely worthwhile seeing how these teams are going to perform along the way. And you know, I hope. You guys and really enjoyed this episode as well. But and don't forget, I have another episode coming right up, guys. Today is a triple episode release, so that's pretty interesting, something new for me because I thought of doing this match reviews. And yeah, do stay tuned for the last episode of today and the many more to come, guys. Thank you for listening. Here it is, Julian the Silver signing out. Take care, guys. Bye bye.